football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. Hey DJ, what's going on? I'm Chandler, and this is Tiger Beat Sports. Welcome to a special edition of this all-crazy sport newscast. Hey everybody, I'm Chandler Sports, and this is the Sport Report. Uh, Chandler with Sports is how he wants to go. With is his middle name, Sports is his last name. At the Sport Report, we pride ourselves on neutral, down the middle, coverage with an analytical spin. We remove the bias so you can think about a team without any outside opinion. No crazy points for attention. No power rankings. No opinions. Just sports. We're going to throw out the bias and throw in some facts. We're out to change the game. So without further ado, here we go. Hit it, Blaze. This is the Sport Report. Hey everybody, I'm Chandler Sports and this is the Sport Report. We've got two correspondents out on the road this week. Connor Treadwell is in Clemson, South Carolina for Clemson versus NC State. While Reese Treadwell covers the NFL from Philadelphia where it seems Hurricane Ian followed him up the coast. We'll also cover soccer, some Major League Baseball news, and we'll answer the trivia question from last week as well as posing a new question for this week. So, without further delay, let's get rolling. College football. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free, and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. He ran the missed field goal back. Auburn has won the Iron Bowl. College football update. Connor Treadwell joins us from Clemson, South Carolina. We'll start with UCLA and Washington, a Friday night game. The Huskies were ranked. They go into UCLA, and UCLA hadn't played a tough schedule yet. Washington, on the other hand, had beaten a ranked team in Michigan State a couple weeks ago. Now, they get their first loss on the road, first loss of the season, this time on the road. UCLA 40, Washington 32. Wazoo tried to make it late. They scored 16 in the fourth, but UCLA was in firm control the entire game. BTR, quarterback for UCLA Bruins, had was 24 of 33, 315 yards to the air, and three touchdowns. Dorian Thompson-Robinson looks to be a Heisman candidate, especially with a weaker Pac-12. So we'll see how the UCLA quarterback does the rest of the season. In the SEC, number 14, Ole Miss hosted number 7, Kentucky. Kentucky scored a touchdown late in the game, then it got called back for a penalty. Then they fumbled on a sack the next play by their quarterback, Will Levis. They lost the game because of it, and on their final three drives, Kentucky lost the ball at the Ole Miss 32, the Ole Miss 21, and the Ole Miss 25. Ole Miss 22, Kentucky 19, a very close game that Kentucky should have won. Yeah, Kentucky's quarterbacks Will Levis threw for 220 yards with 24 pass attempts, only completing 18 of those, along with two touchdowns to the air. Old Miss's quarterback Jackson Dart threw for 15 of 29 with 213 yards and one interception. A Big 12 battle between Kansas State and Texas Tech. Texas Tech has been a little bit shaky the last few weeks. Kansas State comes out on top 37-28. Another Big 12 battle, this time a rematch of the Big 12 title game from last season. Baylor trailed for most of the afternoon. They crept back into it late in the third quarter, but Oklahoma State pulled away. Number 9, Oklahoma State 36. Number 16, Baylor 25. Spencer Sanders, well, you'll touch on his stats in just a second. He tied his head coach Mike Dundee's school record for 28 passing touchdowns, second most in Cowboy history. Spencer Sanders' day was tremendous. 20-29. 181 yards and one touchdown through the air. Baylor's quarterback Blake Shapin, 28 of 40, 345 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, along with wide receiver Monterey 
Baldwin, 174 yards and two touchdowns. In the ACC, number 22, Wake Forest, coming off a double overtime loss to Clemson last week. They went to Tallahassee to Doak Campbell Stadium to take on number 23, Florida State. Wake Forest 31, Florida State 21. Wake Forest showed everybody that they are willing to score. They have the ability to score a lot of points when it's needed. Quarterback Sam Hartman threw for 20, 22 of 34 that day, along with 234 yards to the air with two touchdowns. Running back Justice Ellison ran for 114 yards along with a touchdown. FSU, FSU's quarterback Jordan Travis was 23 of 35, 281 yards to the air, along with three touchdowns. Back to the Big 12, Kansas 14, Iowa State 11, very low scoring game. Kansas is 5-0 for the first time since 2009. Could you believe it? Yes, this is a team that had three or fewer loss, or three or fewer wins for each of the last 12 seasons. So congratulations to Kansas. They're back on the right track. They've got a tough Big 12 schedule coming up. Back to the SEC, Mississippi State 42, number 17, Texas A&M 24. Mississippi State found a way to lead the entire game a couple of weeks after falling to LSU. They shut out A&M for two and a half quarters. The Aggies tried to make a comeback, but in the end, Mississippi State was in control, and they won the game by 18. Back to the ACC, number five, Clemson at home to number 10, NC State. In the middle of Hurricane Ian's aftermath, Connor was on site for college game day and for the game itself, nationally televised on ABC. And CT, how did Clemson's young secondary do, especially after what their head coach, Dabo Sweeney, said last week about their young secondary kind of messing up and having a lot of things to work on? Clemson's young secondary held up precisely throughout the game, even though they're dealing with some injuries. Clemson's quarterback, DJ Uyunglele, threw for 21 at 30 with 209 yards and a passing touchdown. North Carolina State's and Devin Leary threw 28 of 47 with 245 yards, along with a touchdown and an interception. To the Big Ten, Nebraska, Indiana, Nebraska 35, Indiana 21. Nebraska coming off a bye on their homecoming game. They were actually favored in this one. Nebraska head coach Mickey Joseph got his team back on track with a win, a two-touchdown win at home. Joseph, fun fact, played quarterback at Nebraska in 1990, was part of a two-quarterback system back in the day under head coach Tom Osborne. So he's got a little bit of the Nebraska culture in his blood, and he knows what he's doing when it comes to running this team. Hopefully they can continue to win some games and actually get back to a bowl game for the first time since before Scott Frost came in charge, came to be in charge of the team. In the Big 12 now, TCU 55, Oklahoma 24. Quarterback Dylan Gabriel of the Sooners went out with a head injury, and Oklahoma for the second consecutive week gets smoked in Big 12 conference play. To the SEC, number two Alabama was at number 20 Arkansas. Alabama 49, Arkansas 26. Quarterback Bryce Young gets injured. He's got a shoulder injury. Coach Nick Saban of the Crimson Tide says he is going to be fine. Don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Arkansas pulled it within five points due to some special teams errors from from Alabama, but Alabama pulled away late to win by 23. Prior to Bryce Young going down, he was 7-13 and 173 through the air, along with a passing touchdown and an interception. However, backup quarterback Jalen Milrow came in for 4-9, 65 yards to the air, along with a touchdown, along with 91 rushing yards. Jameer Gibbs' big ground game, 206 yards on the day, along with two touchdowns, and Arkansas's quarterback KJ Jefferson was 13 of 24 with 155 through the air, along with a touchdown. Final game of the slate that we want to cover here. Number one, Georgia was in a dogfight in Columbia, Missouri, but they come out winners 26 22. A week after missing a 26 yard field goal and fumbling the ball at the goal line, 
The Missouri Tigers were shocking the country for three and a half quarters. And oh my goodness, we had a different script written up for this. But in the end, Stetson Bennett and company came through. Number one, Georgia survives. Nobody saw that one coming. Stetson Bennett was 24 of 43 on the day with 312 yards to the air. Mizzou's quarterback Brady Cook was 20 of 32 on 119 yards on the day, along with a passing touchdown. That covers week number five in the college football world. On to week six, a look ahead. Number four, Michigan is at Indiana at noon Eastern on Fox. In a ranked battle, number eight, Tennessee travels to Baton Rouge to go to Death Valley. Number 25, LSU. That'll be a battle noon Eastern on ESPN. On Fox Sports 1, number 17, TCU is at number 19, Kansas. College game day's heading to Lawrence for the first time. See what Coach Corso puts on his head as the noon Eastern kickoff rolls around. Arkansas is at number 23, Mississippi State. Auburn is at number 2, Georgia, later in the day. Texas Tech at number 7, Oklahoma State. At 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox, number 11, Utah. At number 18, UCLA, the Bruins finally getting ranked in the Chip Kelly era. On ABC, number three, Ohio State at number at unranked Michigan State. That would be an interesting battle. South Carolina is at number 13, Kentucky, who just handed their first loss of the year from Ole Miss. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC, number 16, BYU, travels to South Bend. They'll take on the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And as I'm saying that, I'm being corrected. It's actually at Legion Stadium in Las Vegas. 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU, it'll be number 20, Kansas State at Iowa State. At 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS, Texas A&M at number one, Alabama. And then you've got Florida State at, at number 14, NC State at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACC Network. And number 12, Oregon travels to Arizona to take on the Wildcats on the Pac-12 Network at 9 p.m. Eastern. Some other news and notes of the college football world. Colorado football is 0-5 for the first time since 2006. And they have lost every game by at least 23 points. They finally made a change at, co at coach. They've fired Carl Durrell. They have hired uh, within the staff Mike Sanford Jr., the offensive coordinator. A few, uh, few coaches are going to move between the ranks, and they're going to change roles. And Paul Christ, the former Wisconsin standout, well, he's no longer at Wisconsin. $11 million later, he's been fired as the head coach of the Badgers. They were expected to be really good this season. Well, not so much anymore. Paul Christ out as the Badgers head coach. That covers week five, and we looked ahead to week six for college football. Our thanks to Connor Treadwell for joining us, even though he's a little bit under the weather. Let's recap and look ahead in the NFL. Touchdown, Auburn! Touchdown, Auburn! A miracle to turn the hair! Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler! How in the world? <laughs> oh my goodness! Around the NFL. Reese Treadwell joins us from Philadelphia, where Hurricane Ian followed him up the coast. He is currently getting drenched at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. He was in town to see the Jaguars play the Eagles. The Eagles are now the last remaining undefeated team in the NFL. So, Reese, what do you got for us? Starting off Thursday night, the Bengals 27-15. Tua Tagovailoa, the starting quarterback for the Dolphins, goes out with a concussion. And Teddy Bridgewater, the Dolphins' backup QB, steps in to fill that role. To at least bring them within a manageable game, but the Bengals still pull one out. Next, we go to Atlanta. The Browns versus the Falcons. Nick Chubb, the starting running back at the Browns, runs all over the Brown, runs all over the Atlanta Falcons defense, where he shows out for his hometown, his mom, his dad, and a bunch of other family members that came out to watch it. And we lost Reese again. Hurricane Ian is wrecking havoc not only on our podcast but a lot of people's lives. We pray for the people affected by this hurricane. To continue with the NFL slate. Minnesota Vikings 28, New Orleans Saints 25 in London. 
Kirk Cousins, the Vikings quarterback, throws for 273 yards and a touchdown. Dalvin Cook was healthy enough to play for the Vikings, 76 yards on the ground, while the Saints fall to 1-3 and and the Vikings improved to 3-1. Saints had a chance to send the game into overtime. Will Lutz's late, long field goal attempt hit the left upright, then the crossbar, and fell in front of the goalposts. Vikings win by three. I'm sure Chicago Bears fans had some flashbacks of that double doink in the playoffs against the Eagles a few years ago. From London, back to the States, Dallas Cowboys 25, Washington Commanders 10. Backup quarterback for the Cowboys, Cooper Rush, threw for 223 yards and two touchdowns. He is now 4-0 as the backup quarterback, starting quarterback really for the Dallas Cowboys. 3-0 this season, the Cowboys improved to 3-1 with hopefully their franchise quarterback, Dak Prescott, returning against the Rams either this week or the Eagles next week. A shootout in the Motor City. Seattle Seahawks 48, Detroit Lions 45. The Seahawks have won 14 of the last 15 games that they've played in the Eastern Time Zone for a 1 p.m. kickoff. Jared Goff threw for 378 yards and four touchdowns for the Lions. Rashad Penny had 151 yards and two touchdowns on the ground for Seattle. In Indianapolis, in an AFC South battle, Tennessee Titans 24, Indianapolis Colts 17. Colts quarterback Matt Ryan throws for 356 yards and two touchdowns. Derrick Henry, the Titans starting back, runs for 114 yards and a touchdown. New York Giants 20, Chicago Bears 12. Starting quarterback for the Giants, Daniel Jones, injures his ankle. Terod Taylor comes in as the backup quarterback, then he gets injured, so Saquon Barkley becomes QB number one in, in the Giants organization. Jones then returned to the game. Uh, Giants win by eight. The Bears need to figure out a few things on offense going forward. As we mentioned, Reese was in Philadelphia. Eagles 29, Jaguars 21. Jalen Hurts had 204 yards on the ground, but it was Miles Sanders for the Eagles that carried them to victory. 134 yards on the ground with two touchdowns on 27 rushing attempts. That wasn't the only battle going on in the Keystone State. Across the way in Pittsburgh, well, a few hours down the road, New York Jets 24, Pittsburgh Steelers 20. The Steelers benched their starting quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. Trubiscuit. They benched him at halftime. Coach Mike Tomlin said they needed a spark, so they brought in hometown product who went to Pitt, Kenny Pickett. So, if you need a starting quarterback this weekend for the next few weeks, get Kenny Pickett because he's going to be QB1 in, in Pittsburgh. Something else to note about Kenny Pickett, he isn't the only quarterback to throw three or more interceptions in his NFL debut. Andrew Luck, Matthew Stafford, and Peyton Manning are just some of those who did the same. Pickett only had three incompletions, and those were his three interceptions. Nothing else hit the ground. Two of the interceptions went off his wide receiver's hands, and one was on the Hail Mary at the end of the game. Zach Wilson, who is the Jets quarterback, threw for 252 yards in his season debut. In Baltimore, Buffalo Bills 23, Baltimore Ravens 20. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. They are the second AFC East team to come back from at least three possessions down late in the game against the Ravens in the last three weeks. San Diego or Los Angeles Chargers 34, Houston Texans 24. Damian Pierce, the running back, the rookie running back for the Houston Texans, is showing why fantasy owners used a high draft pick on him. 131 yards and a touchdown on the ground for Pierce. Justin Herbert, the Chargers quarterback, threw for 340 yards and two touchdowns. Arizona Cardinals 26, Carolina Panthers 16. Christian McCaffrey is healthy once again, but the Panthers fall by 10. Cardinals improve 2-2 two two on the season. Denver Broncos 23, Las Vegas Raiders 32. Raiders get their first win of the season in what was deemed a trap game for rookie head coach Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos. Vegas running back Josh Jacobs had 144 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, which is unusual for a Josh McDaniels offense as they usually like to go through the air. In Green Bay, Green Bay Packers 27, New England Patriots 24, 
in overtime. Mason Crosby hits a field goal at the end of overtime. Otherwise, it would have been a tie. Aaron Rodgers throws for 251 yards and two touchdowns for the Green Bay Packers. The New England Patriots are down to their third quarterback now as Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky comes in when Brian Hoyer gets injured in the second quarter. When Devontae Parker, the Patriots wide receiver, caught his 25-yard touchdown pass from Zappi, it was the first touchdown pass by a rookie in the NFL this season. Patriots still lose by three, but a great showing by a team that was not expected to keep it that close, especially for 70 minutes of football. On Sunday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs 41, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31. Mahomes throws for three touchdowns, and Brady, even though he threw for 385 yards and three of his own touchdowns, the Buccaneers were just missing too many weapons to keep up with the high-powered offense of the Chiefs. And finally, on Monday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers 24, LA Rams 9. The defending Super Bowl champs are 2-2, two and two, and so are the Niners. Matthew Stafford had a really bad day at the office, if you really want to call it that. 254 yards and an interception for the Rams quarterback. Cooper Cup also had 14 receptions for 122 yards. Moving on to Week 5 preview that Thursday night football Colts at the Broncos Jonathan Taylor looks to be playing for the Colts while on the other hand Javante Williams the second year running back for the Broncos is out for the season with a torn ACL another London game to kick off the Sunday slate at 9:30 a.m. Eastern New York Giants at the Green Bay Packers well versus the Green Bay Packers in London and then the 1 p.m. slate Detroit Lions at the New England Patriots Buffalo Bills are home to the Pittsburgh Steelers LA Chargers at the Cleveland Browns Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings face off in an NFC North battle. Seattle Seahawks travel to New Orleans, take on the Saints. Miami Dolphins are at the New York Jets in an AFC East battle and an NFC South battle. The Atlanta Falcons take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, while the Tennessee Titans travel to Washington, take on the Washington Commanders. Houston Texans are at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that closes out the 1 p.m. slate. In the afternoon, the San Francisco 49ers head to the East Coast. They'll take on the Carolina Panthers. At 425 Eastern, it'll be the Philadelphia Eagles' last undefeated team in the NFL against the Arizona Cardinals on the road. And then the Dallas Cowboys and the LA Rams face off in a game where Dak Prescott might return or the Cowboys might opt to keep him out for another week as he heals from a surgically repaired thumb. On Sunday Night Football on NBC at 8.20 p.m. Eastern, Cincinnati Bengals are at the Baltimore Ravens in an AFC North battle between two and two teams. And then Monday Night Football on the 10th, it'll be 8.15 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of divisional battles this week. One other thing we forgot to note uh, this week, the Washington Commanders were the last team to not kick a field goal in the NFL. Well, they finally kicked a field goal against the Dallas Cowboys last week in Week 4. That covers the NFL. Now on to Major League Baseball. We now know the matchups for the playoffs. And Carlton Fisk had a lot of little boy in him right there. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. Now from Major League Baseball. We were debating whether or not we were going to release the podcast this morning or later in the day as we wanted to see if Aaron Judge was going to hit his 62nd homer. Well, that conversation became null and void for two reasons. One, we don't cater to individual players or teams. But two, Judge hit his 62nd homer last night. He waited a week to do it, but he waited to the second to last game of the season. The Yankees were at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas, and Aaron Judge tied the game up at one all when he hit his 62nd home run of the season to left field. 
He breaks Roger Maris's record set in 1961, 61 years ago, of 61 homers. If you are lost, the number to remember there is 61. In addition to Judge's historic night, the Atlanta Braves locked up the NL East divisional title for the fifth consecutive season as they defeated the Miami Marlins 2-1. The Braves swept the Mets in a weekend series just last weekend to essentially all but lock up the NL East title. They just had to wait for either another win or for the Mets to lose. And also last night, two no-hit bids were broken up in the seventh inning or later. In the seventh inning, the Diamondbacks got their first and only hit of the game against the Brewers when Josh Rojas singled to center. And then in a later no-hit bid, the Astros defeated the Phillies 10-0, but not before the Phillies got three hits in the ninth inning, the only three hits they had during the game. For the Major League Baseball playoff picture, it is as follows. The Tampa Bay Rays will begin a three-game set or a best-of-three uh, wildcard series against the Cleveland Guardians. That is six versus three seeds. That begins on Friday. Seattle Mariners are at the Toronto Blue Jays in a best-of-three format. All of these games are at the higher seeds. The Guardians and the Blue Jays will host playoff series for the AL wildcard. Both of those series begins on Friday. The Houston Astros and New York Yankees are the one and two seeds, respectively, in the, in the American League. In the National League, it is the same format, best of three format. All games are at the higher seeds for the wild card. Philadelphia Phillies, who eked by the Milwaukee Brewers for that final wild card spot, are going to travel to the St. Louis Cardinals, who are the three seed. The San Diego Padres will take on the New York Mets in a cross-country battle. Those games begin on Friday as well. The L.A. Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves have buys as the one and two seeds as well in the NL. The Braves are the defending World Series champions, so we'll see what happens and if they can defend their World Series championship beginning with the Divisional Series, which will start next Tuesday for both leagues. In soccer in the Premier League, Arsenal lead the Premier League over Manchester City by one point. Manchester City drubbed their arch-rivals Manchester United to keep Manchester blue. They lead United by eight points. Arsenal lead United by nine points. The top six read as follows in the EPL. Arsenal, Man City, Tottenham Hotspur, Brighton Hove Albion, Chelsea, and Manchester United. And then in the Champions League, Barcelona are in danger of going out at the group stage for the second consecutive season after they fell to Inter Milan one goal to nil. Finally, to answer last week's trivia question, it was... The last time there were two 3-0 teams was in what year? Hint, one of those teams that's 3-0 this year now is not 3-0 anymore. They had a magical season in the year that we were talking about. That was 1972 when the undefeated Miami Dolphins started 3-0. They were 3-0 this year before they fell to the Cincinnati Bengals on Thursday Night Football this past week. This week's trivia question, in honor of Kansas and Iowa State playing this past week, uh, these two teams played in 1990 to a 34-all tie which gave Kansas the most ties in Division I football history. How many ties did they have in their history? We asked that in the past tense because the NCAA introduced this thing called overtime, which practically ensures that ties are no longer possible. We're now on camera. So let it be written, so let it be done. Thanks for tuning in to the Sport Report today. We'll be back on our next episode with the latest in sports. Right now we're still working on a website, but if you want to follow us on social media, we are at SR underscore CWS on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, you name it, we're on almost every podcast platform. This podcast is copyrighted by The Sport Report. For viewers to understand sports from a news reporting basis, any other use of this podcast, Sport Report logos, or anything associated with this podcast without the express written consent of channel of sports is strictly prohibited.